Welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of Practice Purchased. I'm excited to welcome soon-to-be Dr. Kevin Reardon, a D3 dental student at the time of recording who... Wait a minute, did I say D3? Yep. And listen why. Kevin took to heart the advice to create relationships and start sending mailers last year, during his second year of dental school. And it's easy to miss in the interview, but Kevin has a dad and brother in dentistry too. So others might think he has an inside track. But just listen to the results he's getting. As you listen, pay special attention to about two-thirds of the way through the interview when Kevin shares the secret sauce to this whole process. Think it's too early to start your search process? It's probably not. Let's get to the interview. Well, Dr. Kevin Reardon, thank you for joining. Um, So you're still in dental school. At what point in dental school did you start sending out mailers and why'd you pick that point in time? Yeah, uh, not quite a doctor. So, uh, like you said, True. I am still I am, <laughs> I am still in dental school, and um, I started. You know, my D two year, uh, I kind of got fed up with learning about stuff that wasn't going to make me any of a better clinician, um, the the boring biochemistry and stuff like that. And I just really started diving into dental business, um, and heard a lot about other people sending mailers, and I I knew I wanted to do it, and so I spent my entire uh, probably from halfway through fall through my spring semester D2 year, just like prepping and thinking about should I do it or not and kind of just doing the, the legwork behind it or beforehand to set myself up so that if I wanted to do a mailer, I would. And as I was doing all that, um, I decided, you know what? I just, there's no time like the present. I figured no one is this is starting as early as I am. In fact, I heard people saying, oh, don't start this early. Um, I heard, and I just didn't really believe in that. The way that I was, I was, angling my mailer is that I wanted to go and meet these dentists in this specific area that I was looking at. And so I, I knew that I, I needed to meet them. And I didn't say like, I want to buy a practice right now. I said, let me get to know you right now. And, I, nice. and then I'm in school in Omaha and live in Elmhurst, Illinois, 25 minutes west of the city. So uh, west of Chicago. So I only could go back and meet these people over my breaks. So I started early, very, very uh, purposefully so that I had time to meet these people see their practices, shadow them, get to know them, go to lunch with them. Uh, and that, that took a while with all my responses. So I got it. Yeah. So the, the sequence of events, just if, if I'm talking like bullet points was you had a geography in mind, uh, Chicagoland, mm-hmm. you wanted to create relationships and you sent out some mailers and you figured no time like the present. Is that exactly. about it? Yeah. Awesome. Totally right. So from what I've seen um, in other places that you've been uh, uh, willing to share it looked like you sent out about 180 mailers to dentists in the target market. Uh, a, is that right? And then B, how'd you find them and why'd you pick that number? Yeah, so I, I actually sent two rounds of mailers. And my first round was in pretty much the same dentist. My first round was like 189 dentists and the second one was 215. Um, I know I'm working, I'm going to go back and graduate and work for my dad for two days a week. Um, I also have a brother who's going to be in dental school. So uh, or is graduating a year behind me. And so uh, we don't really have room in my dad's office for everyone. So I'm looking to acquire. So knowing that I was going to be at least anchored in Elmhurst, I basically went on Google Maps, did like a five mile radius. And, and then even within that radius, I picked the towns that I knew um, were a little bit, had a higher media, median income, had Um, I really wanted to find fee-for-service practices. My dad has a fee-for-service practice. If I could avoid uh, a lot of the headache insurance, that's what I wanted to do. So I targeted these towns within that five-mile radius that, um, that, that 
that I thought, like I said, that I thought were going to work. Yeah. Um, and I ended up getting, uh, 300 these towns, there's 13 different towns, 189 dentists. And then the second round, I added a few more towns, which brought me a few back dentists. Yeah. So it was just you and Google Maps, like, you know, in a lot of other states, I know like Texas, North so, Carolina, you can, sorry. you can download a list. Like yeah, a- yeah. So, right. So that was how I picked my area. And then I went to the Illinois State Dental Society and that gave me the list of every dentist in that town. I was originally going to do 40 plus or 50 plus or something like that uh, age range, but I decided to blanket everyone because if there was a partnership with a 35 year old wanted to get into, I, I was going to be open to that. Um, and when I did the 40 plus or 50 plus just in these 13 towns, it was only going to be like 70 mailers. And I just felt like I might as well send out more. Okay. So how much time was prep time? Like how long did it take you to put this together? <laughs> Tough and- to say. Tough to say to put a real number on it. Honestly, uh, I would say probably like 20 hours of like fooling around. And then once I kind of had, once I kind of had it down, it probably took another like, like 15 to 20 like actual hours of getting the list, getting the name on it, sorting it on Excel and make it, you know, easy to read and easy to use, you know, all the envelopes, all the, you know, I hand addressed everything and, and all that. So, um, it was a solid amount of time and, and hand addressing alone even just took like probably like four hours. So, yeah. uh, so it's, it's, I wanted to get into that a little bit cause I, I knew some of the details. So what did your mailer look like? And then you mentioned hand addressing the envelopes. That's mm-hmm. one of the tips I give people. Like, what else do you feel like made a difference? And, and so, if, if you don't mind, like, do you have any idea how much things cost? I do. I, uh, I kept track of all my costs. So um, my mailer, my first round was just a regular sized envelope. It was, uh, I had a little, uh, a, on cardstock, I printed a small little insert that said, just the bullet points with a, pic- a picture of myself that said, my name's Kevin Reardon. I'm from the Western suburbs looking to return to the Western suburbs. I'm looking for a transition with, um, at the longest, a two-year transition. I'm looking to get into ownership, uh, read more inside basically. And then I had a full cover or a full letter about what I was doing, what I was looking for. Um, I don't like corporate dentistry. I wanted to get into private practice. Uh, blah, 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 went on. Then my second one, uh, those were hand addressed. And I also, um, I wrote dear doctor and I hand, you know, directed it at them. And then I wrote a little note at the bottom, uh, looking forward to meeting you or hope to see you soon or hear from you soon. Blah, blah, blah. The second round, same thing, hand addressed and all that. I just used a bigger letter. I used a nine by 12 manila envelope. And I, <laughs> I think what really kind of set me apart, what helped me was, uh, in the second round, I, instead of that little insert that I put on cardstock, I put a whole page that said, Hey, bigger. And I said, Hey, I, I don't care. You probably got my thing already. You probably might remember me from this. I'm not annoyed or bothered that you didn't respond to me. Um, I really just want to meet you. Uh, I'm going to keep bugging you. So, uh, really just, just if it's sitting on your desk or got thrown away or, or, or you're thinking about and you just never reached out, whatever it is, I really don't care. I really just want to meet you guys. Um, so I'd appreciate you. Just let me know if it's not going to work. That's fine. Just let me know. And, um, yeah. And so again, same thing awesome. with the hand addressing. So my ex- expenses, uh, my first round cost $138, uh, plus or minus I got free printing. Uh, and then my second round was like $390, like 386. Um, and so that's just a little bit more on the stamps and on a resume paper. And I just went a little bit fancier on that second one. 
That's huge. That's so for for less than six hundred bucks. I mean, who, I who gets an who gets a Manila envelope in the mail anymore? Nobody, right? Right. So it out, and you were a real person, and you acknowledge that people get a lot of mail, and dentists probably get these types of letters at least you know a few times in their career. So no big deal if you haven't reached out, but I'd still like to talk to you. And it sounds like the ask wasn't, "Hey, want to sell me your practice?" It was, "Can I you know, get to know you? Can we have a phone call? Can we you know get together and just make a personal right. connection?" Exactly. I just want to get my foot in the door. And, and knowing I did that, I, obviously I'm a D two, so I couldn't buy the practice. Yeah, uh, sure. They right. wouldn't really take that seriously. But well, so 189, 215. So you're kind of in that 200 ish ballpark. Yeah. Um, what was your response rate? How many people reached back? I up? got. I was very happy with my response rate. I got uh, on the first round. I got 12 responses. In the second round, I got nine responses. Nice. Um, what the trend tended to be was that um, I got like better quality responses on the second one and uh, just more like just better opportunities in general, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I got of those, I have like five immediate ownership opportunities, four associate to own opportunities, uh, four associate and then maybe own later, um, three just straight up only associate ship opportunities. And then five said, uh, Really loved your letter. I appreciate you reaching out, um, but I can't for whatever reason. Gotcha. Okay. But I mean, shoot, if you're a credit card company, you'd be rich. <laughs> yeah, right. I love it. So, response uh, I was really happy with. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Okay. So, you know, at this point, what are you the most excited about? I mean, you're still finishing up school and you've got some other things happening. You've got, you know, some work with your dad and other things. Like, what, mm-hmm. what excites you the most? And, you know, where are you headed? Uh, of these practices? Yeah. So I, you know, I started this D2 year and I still don't have my stuff nailed down. So if anything, uh, that's credit to, to the idea that you, you should start early. Um, because I still, I thought I for sure would be having it all figured out right now. Um, I got the full financials from three practices of the I, seven. I seriously considered, uh, and there's still a couple of like, owner, if, if, if none of the ownership opportunities, uh, work out, you know, I have a pretty clear vision of what I want to do. And if I, I'm not going to just commit to a practice just for the sake of getting into ownership. Um, and so I do think there are uh, one or two that I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing how those come out. Uh, but if they don't, there are some of those associate ones that I, I might hit up. So I am really excited. There's, there's two practices in the same area and actually in the same town uh, as my dad. And that just worked out super nice that, that, uh, uh that they're all in Elmhurst and, and just local for me. So um, yep. yeah, that's awesome. So, okay. So let's, let's get a little bit more granular. How are you evaluating those opportunities? You're a sharp guy. You know, you said you're interested in the business side. Do you have any help? Like how right. are you, you've got financials in front of you. What are you doing? What are you yeah. Doing? So I do, I mean, I got a degree in finance uh, for what's that for whatever that's worth uh, in undergrad. And I do obviously my own just read through with that. And then obviously with all the dental business podcasts and whatnot, um, I, I, I have a general idea how to evaluate a practice, but I know I need professional help as well. Uh, I've been using, uh, we had Charles Loretto from NDP, uh, Kane Waters Associates come to the school and um, I've been working with him. He's been uh, a big help just, just helping me sort through some of the stuff I might not have known, getting through the tax information and stuff like that. So that's awesome. Uh, that's what I've yeah. My former employer, Kane Waters. Yeah, I mean, Carl and his team are awesome. So that's the biggest mistake he ever made. It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> hey, so, all right. Think back over the process. Any mistakes or learning that you'd like to share or that you wish you would have known before you jumped into things? Uh, it's hard. I'm not, I'm not a person who lives with a ton of regret. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't 
I just, that's just kind of how I am. But I guess if I were to change anything or things that I maybe would have done differently, I think I would have sent the bigger letter for or big letters both times. And then the big thing is, I think that I would have done another round. I think mm. I got like the second round, I said the responses were better. Um, the opportunities were better. And a lot of the people uh, just said, oh, I was thinking about it. And I just needed you to, I just needed that second letter to push me to to, to reach out to you. So um, I just wonder what a third round could have done. And I could have made, you know, made more of a joke about it. If, if you're going to be advertising for new patients for your practice, you're not just going to send out two postcards. You're going to try to hit with them three, four, five uh, touch points. And so I feel like, you know, for another 400 bucks, what's, if I find a practice that's, that's worth buying, you know, $800,000 practice, what's another $400 or another $400, $800, whatever. Um, I might've done a, a couple more rounds, but overall I'm pretty happy with how it went. Well, I think you should be, I think you should be, uh, I mean, proud. I just a quick story. I was on the phone with, um, an older dentist who has been an associate for over a decade and, uh, he found out about me and I thought the phone call was, Hey, you know, help me evaluate a practice. And his phone call was, Hey, Brian, can you help me find a practice? And I said, well, that's not really what I do, but you know, <laughs> let's, let's talk about, you know, your process. And he said, well, my process is to call you. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, you know, are you talking to brokers? Are you reaching out to other people? And his answer was no, like I expect somebody to do this for me. And I just, you know, I can't overestimate how important it is to build those personal connections like you've done. So great job. Um, I want to just, before we wrap up, um, for those still listening, uh, you're about to get what I consider to actually be like the real secret sauce to this episode and Kevin and his genius. Um, I think if you've listened to all this so far, you've been extremely well served, but Kevin, you've got, you're heavily involved in a business club at Creighton that frankly just based on what I've seen as I've gone around to speak at different dental schools is light years ahead of what I'm seeing elsewhere, including it, you know, the, the number one dental schools and that type of thing, you know? So like what percentage of classmates are doing something similar to you? And like, how did you do that? Just, so just, you know, give the 30 second pitch for doing a business club like you've done at Creighton for the students listening. Yeah. So I think any current dental student knows that we're all kind of hit with this steady stream of corporate, DSL is just coming in these big people coming in for lunch and learns and every week it's a new it's a new face but it's the same pitch and it's um, it's just not a genuine pitch and uh, I just didn't like it it got so frustrated hearing only oh come get corporate come get corporate and hearing my classmates be like well this one's got 24% of production this one's 23 so I I think the 24 one's better and I'm just like man everyone's kind of missing the point Um, so I was frustrated a few other of my classmates uh, had the same frustrations, ones that knew a little bit more about the business and, and, the, and the power of ownership. And so we just decided, hey, let's just get, uh, we teamed up with our ASDA chapter um, for some funding help and stuff like that. And and we just said, hey, let's get some speakers that are going to go against the grain of what we're getting. And it honestly just kind of has taken off from there. And it's just been so helpful to hear these other voices that's just like empowering the students. And I, and honestly, like I really sold up the first one that we had and I was like, hey, this is going to be the start of a big program that we're going to be doing. Um, and I, if you just show up, I, you'll see if it's for you or not. And we had like 130 people show up to our first one. And, and since then, every speaker has gotten like 60, 70 people out um, on, on a Thursday evening. Mm-hmm. And I got to thank uh, my buddy Grady Gores and, and Brandon Stafford and, and Blake Latendres for uh, being my help with that as well. But um, they've really, we've really just ramped it up. And now it's just like, it's really interesting how many people are doing what I'm doing, sending out mailers that I know of at the school, maybe like, honestly, maybe like 10 
which okay. is which I'm seeing is pretty great. And then how many people are really getting into ownership and, and talking business and all all this kind of thing at, at Creighton? I would say that number is probably like fifty or sixty people, uh, sixty to to hundred in the whole school. Uh, so it's like about about a quarter of the school is like really interested in getting into ownership and this type of deal. Well, congratulations. You guys are doing uh, some amazing things there. So as we wrap up, Kevin, any last final words of wisdom for people that are in a similar boat to you? They're, they're in school, they're listening, they really want to be in ownership. They, you know, it feels like those boards are forever away and the end <laughs> of school is forever away. Like, what would you tell those people listening? Yeah, I've had a bunch of more or less strangers reach out to me uh, through the various places that I've shared my story and what I've been doing. And everyone's kind of had this same um, idea that I'm doing something or have something like that. I, I am this great, amazing person. I truly like, <laughs> I followed this process. It, it's the simplest thing. And I, I really, I'm not trying to fake humility here. I really am nothing special here. I got, um, I just, I, like I said, I followed a process. I found these practices. I sent the mailers and now hopefully I'm going to be able to reap the rewards of that. Um, I think so many people, it's so easy. Um, our default is to not do work. You know, you want to, you want to uh, make an excuse to not do the thing. And so people say like, well, you're, uh, you had a finance degree. So, you know, this, I, I can't get into that. Or you uh, know where you're going. I can't do that. It, you just guess if you just stop making the excuses for why you can't do it, like you just start the process, start looking, uh, find your list of dentists, send it out. And, and, you will have the same success that I will because it's just a process. You just check the boxes and, and it'll come to you. And it's crazy how few people are doing this. You would think with how obvious and easy this is, or it seems, I mean, for like you said, $600, I got all this. Yeah. Um, you'd think that more people would be doing it, but I, I don't know if it's the fear of like, oh, well, everyone's going to start doing this or, or all these doctors are going to get annoyed with me or it's too early is a huge one uh, that I really don't believe in at all. Right. Whatever it is, just, just, follow the process, start early, like start taking your thoughts and your words and just put them to action because um, I, I promise you, you're, you're as ready as, as I ever was. And, yeah. And yeah. I tell people, I mean, you use the word easy. I tell them it's simple, but it's not easy, right? Because if it were easy, everybody'd be doing it and everybody's not doing it. And that's the secret to the success uh, is, you know, you're going to really stand out because you're the one that's actually putting in the work to create those relationships uh, with people that know, like, and trust you. And you're going to, you're going to get opportunities that others aren't. Right. Um, so soon to be Dr. Kevin Reardon, thank right. you for being um, part of practice purchase. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Great interview, Kevin. Anyone want to place a wager with me on how good a practice he eventually finds? I'm going to highlight a few key takeaways. Before I do, remember that you can get examples of mailers, including Kevin's, by clicking the link in the show notes or just texting the word examples to 33777. Here are my takeaways from Kevin's story. First, he knows what he wants. He knows the city. He knows the type of office, and he targeted those specifically. Second, Kevin just asked to create a relationship. The request was essentially, Please, oh wise business owner, can I partake of some of your vast wisdom and get to know you a bit? How would you feel as an owner if a dental student asked you that question? Third, Kevin was very strategic about his mailers. He did things that made his stand out and be remembered. Fourth, the secret sauce. Kevin surrounded himself with people who have the same goals he does. He saw something he didn't like, and he changed it himself with some friends. 
More relationships. Love it. Finally, fifth, Kevin is a get-it-done kind of guy. He doesn't passively wait around for life to happen. He takes action. That will inevitably yield a good practice to buy, and he'll be a better owner because of that attitude. Kevin is a good example of doing the hard work now to reap the rewards down the road. Like we talked about, the process is simple, but it's not easy. And because it's not easy, most of your peers won't do it, leaving all the good practices for you. Thanks for listening.